The following contest is the final second round match in the Kings of Consoles tournament to determine the greatest game in the history of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Two games enter, only one can advance. Introducing first, the 43rd seed, a 1990 platformer from Tecmo, Ninja Gaiden 2, The Dark Sword of Chaos. And its opponent, the 22nd seed, a 1988 platformer from Sunsoft, Blaster Master. Your ringside judges are Ricky Giraldo and Pat Dooley. There's nothing left to say but round two, fight! Welcome to episode 68 of Kings of Consoles. It's the podcast where we're trying to find the best game for each home video game console by means of giant tournaments. And we've made it. This is the last episode of round two of our NES tournament. Uh, we have 31 of the final 32 games, and we're going to find out which one will round out that round. Uh, when number 22, <laughs> Blaster Master, takes on number 43, Ninja Guide into the Dark Sword of Chaos. I'm Pat Dooley. And I'm Ricky Drago. And yeah, last week, the first Ninja Gaiden, our number 17 seed based on IGN's list of the 100 best games for the NES, got knocked out of the bracket by the 81st seed Journey to Silius in a yep. massive upset. One of the biggest ones we've had in the tournament so far. Just Ryo Hayabusa turned into Ben Simmons. Let's be honest. <laughs> Just couldn't make a shot. Couldn't uh, do it. Just, just bonkers. Um, Ninja Gaiden is great, but it was also way too hard. Um, among other problems, uh, which you can listen to last week's episode on whatever app you're listening to this one on. Or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, whatever. Wherever you like listening to podcasts, we're there. Uh, but yeah, yep. so let's uh, let's talk about Ninja Gaiden 2 here, trying to, to avenge that loss. Uh, it is a 1990 platformer from Tecmo. Uh, and we last saw it 40 weeks ago when it beat Mickey Mousecapade in round one. Which, you know not really anything to be super proud of because that game was pretty terrible <laughs> yeah uh so ninja gaiden 2 uh man play, after playing the first one for the first time they're the kind of the same game <laughs> they're very very similar like to the point where there are like the same enemies in some places yeah uh, the birds. birds are back yeah <laughs> Uh huh. I had some really. I texted Ricky a picture of my notes uh, while I was playing it, um, and there were a lot of words that started with the letter. Well, really, it was one word over and over again that starts with F um, that was describing the birds, as well as the little like jumping armadillo guys. Um, yeah, we've established during the course of this show that I don't like jumping enemies. I don't like the jumpy dudes in Batman 
the like jumping robot things in Mega Man games always annoy me. I just don't like bouncy enemies, and they are all over Ninja Gaiden too. It's just physics is hard, man. <laughs> yeah, and at this time, these games didn't have that. Yeah, yep. that was the annoying part. Like these games did not have the physics down. Nope, not at all. Um, we talked last week about how good the opening cutscene of Ninja Gaiden is. I thought the opening cutscene of this one, I was watching it a little closer after, you know, the rave reviews of uh, the first one. And uh, it's got a pretty great opening cutscene too. Not as good, um, but pretty cool. It, yeah. And that's the one thing we can't even, like, I can't knock the first one or this one. Like the sto- the cutscenes were amazing. Like that's you could tell that's where all the budget went. Like hundred percent. And granted, I feel like this game probably did have a lot of budget because while it doesn't look great, it does a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, there, and there's it's also, a lot of you know, things coming at you. Like mm-hmm. especially this game. This game, there's like wa- <laughs> demons, waterfall thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just well, and then impressive. you know add the blizzard in level two too with the like the shifting winds yeah trying to simulate some physics there but also you know not totally realistic um i do like that they added the ability to climb walls and not just jump on them this time uh that made a lot of jumps a lot easier um this is true yeah so yeah really stingy with power-ups there was a fun <laughs> twist. We, we talked about um, last week about the scene where Irene shoots Ryu uh, after a level. And then there was a cool twist to this one where something similar, you see Ryu, you see a gunshot go off and a guy holding the gun, but then it cuts to Ryu and there's a monster behind him that then falls down dead because he shot it. I just thought that was a fun, like, you know, playing with your expectations after having played the first game. Yeah. Cool. Like, like so, I said, yeah. the, the, they put a lot of work into the story on this one, and, and it shows. Yeah, they did. And uh, we were talking before the pod. Uh, honestly, this game, all they did was, like, different different cutscenes, different story, some little bit different em- enemies sometimes. Sometimes. And so the first game was blue. Like, every, like this, it was bright. The sky was blue. <laughs> this one, it's red. There's a Very lot cool. of red. It, pretty much the whole thing. It's like you're playing a, a virtual boy. It's like, what know, are we yeah. doing here? Yeah, the first game was like all blue and purple. This one was like all red and orange. And yeah, yeah, just really kind of unpleasant to look at. Um, I do I mean, think it's, a, it's, it's more of a... Because uh, you're kind of... The story you're kind of facing like, not demons, but I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah kind of. Yeah, so, so it's I, it like it's more it's darker. It is, yeah, and it's yeah. more uh, fantasy oriented. Like mm-hmm. it's more fantastical. Yeah, I don't even know that's the word I want to say, but no, but I, I think I think it works because it's um, you know the first one, you know the Jackio, which is just a terrible name for a final boss. But this time, this game starts. I don't know if it starts with, but very early on, you meet Ashtar, who's going to be the big bad in this one. 
and he's, you know, <laughs> Jackio is a failure, but I, the demon king or whatever. And so you just, you're fighting scarier enemies and more birds. Yep. Um, I did make a note that in one of the cut scenes, somebody tells Ryu that he has to hit Ashtar in the underground maze, which I thought sounded a little like a euphemism, uh, but I'm not quite sure for what. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I... Yeah, it just, it's it sounds dirty, even if it's not. It right back. I gotta go hit Ashtar in the underground maze. Um... <laughs> Before we go too much further down that rabbit hole, uh, Blaster Master is a 1988 run and gun platformer from Sunsoft, known in Japan as maybe the greatest game title ever Super Planetary War Records colon Meta Fight. Uh, the story of this one Jason's pet frog Fred jumps out of his bowl out the door, touches some radioactive materials, then jumps down a giant hole in the backyard. Jason chases Fred down the hole finds a tank, and decides to use it to fight the radioactive mutants that live inside the Earth on his quest to find Fred and the mutants leader, the Plutonium Boss. Swear to God, that's the plot of this game. Wow. Uh, the game plays like a Metroidvania with some Bomberman style, kind of overhead levels, kind of like the ones in Rygar. Um, Jason drives the tank, but he can also get out of it to swim or climb or go in small doors, uh, at which time the game switches to the overhead view rather than side-scrolling. There is apparently a glitch that I didn't know about that allows the player to beat four of the game's bosses by dropping a grenade on the boss, then pausing. While the rest of the action on screen freezes, the grenade does not and continues exploding and dealing damage to the boss. Wow. The game's art designer, Yoshiaki Awada, aka PGMF1, said in a 2010 interview, we were trying to make the best action game to date with all that entails. The goal was really to try to pull off the best graphics on the NES to date. I feel like we pulled it off and were able to show people what could be done. The game is praised for its deep gameplay, ability to balance genres, music, and graphics. Uh, IGN's Mark Cyan said the music was as memorable as anything from Nintendo, but as with a lot of games on this list, was criticized for its difficulty and the off-center nature of aiming the weapon in the overhead levels, which I definitely noticed um, that it is right-handed, uh, so you have to be lined up just slightly to the left to shoot things. Uh, Games Radar calls oh. it the 21st best game for the NES. Nintendo Power called it the 63rd best game for any Nintendo console. 1UP calls it the 11th best NES game, and Paste Magazine calls it the second best NES game. Uh, and at CES in 1992, Sunsoft announced a sequel for Super Nintendo, but it never came out. Uh, instead, Blaster Master 2 was released for Genesis, with more sequels coming for Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and PlayStation. A reimagined version of the game was released for WiiWare in 2010, and that same year, Sunsoft announced a sequel for Virtual Console called Blaster Master Destination Fred that wound up being an April Fool's Day joke. Uh, Blaster Masters Zero, an 8-bit reboot, was released for the 3DS, and in, in 2019, a sequel for the reboot was released for Switch. So this is a game that kind of acts like a hidden gem, but is also apparently just super popular that I had completely forgot existed. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never played this game. Enough. 
I remember it because there was a big write-up on it in Nintendo Power when it came out. I feel like there may have even been an episode of Captain N, the Game Master, with something from Blaster Master in it. And I remember renting it then, you know, in 1988 and thinking, fine. Um, I like it more as an adult because we talked about this in the Metroid episode that Metroidvanias are not for kids. <laughs> like the, the no. not having a linear gameplay, just my brain didn't work like that in 1988. Um, and it does, a you know, a little better now. Functions worse in lots of other ways, but um, I was able to kind of more easily wrap my head around it this time. Um, I, I made a note, my very first note on the game was right off the bat, I'm going to love this. Kid dives into a hole after his newly radioactive frog, finds a tank in a jumpsuit, and is like, screw it, let's go. Um, <laughs> but I feel like the rest of the game, I kind just, of missing this... that like whimsy of that opening cutscene. Yeah, this game was just a lot. I mean, yeah. first you're Master Chief at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. And then you're the tank, and it's just like, what, what are we? Yeah. I don't know. It's cool. Once again, it's one of those games where the different types of game style is really creative at the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure when this game came out, it's definitely worth your money because you're doing multiple things. Right. So I respect it for that, but mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I feel like this is pretty generic. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a big swing in the basically having three different game types, but I also don't feel like any of the three are all that great. Yeah, I was going to say, they're not fun. Yeah, yeah, to the point where I didn't like driving the tank, which should have been the most fun part. But it yeah. felt, I made a note, that it, it handles like you're always on an ice level. It's hard to move a little without sliding a lot. And there's yeah, some that... really exact platforming you have to do in the tank that is just borderline impossible because you have to get a little momentum to be able to make the jump and then it just wants to keep rolling when you land. It's like, no, I'm not, not ready for you to do that yet. Yeah. And the bosses were pretty annoying. I, I mean, uh -huh. I, uh, it's a little spoiler from Ed, but I, I got stuck in a boss and I just couldn't, I couldn't beat it. I spent bubbles. a lot of time fighting one of the bosses too. <laughs> I wonder if it's the same one. But, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll find out in a little bit. But but yeah, it kind it's of like, the, like we're ragging on it a little bit. It's not bad. It's just yeah, it's not bad. I, Twenty-two but, feels high to me. Also, the gun doesn't make sense to me. Like you're shooting what rainbows? <laughs> Kinda, yeah, yeah. It's and like, the gun gets upgraded rain. after every boss you beat, which is one thing I did kind of like. How like to progress to the next level, you have to have the weapon that destroys the border to that next level. It's kind of like getting yeah, they the key and iron sword. Um, I was going to say, they definitely got that probably from Mega Man, you know? They're like, oh, yeah. it works on Mega Man, so mm -hmm. let's, uh, yeah. let's see what we got here. Yeah, so, like, a lot of thought went into it, but it feels like a, it's one of the things we like so much, and I know we people are probably sick of us talking about Metal Storm at this point, but <laughs> well, one of the things that we both love so much about Metal Storm is that it takes a huge swing and connect like it sets out with a wild premise for the era and it delivers on on the promise of that premise like it is it is exactly what you would want 
out of a side-scrolling shooter where you have control over gravity. This gives you the promise of, oh, it's a platformer where I'm driving a cool tank underground and I can get out and, and swim to pick stuff up or climb ladders. And then when I go in a place, it goes to an overhead and it's like, you know, it's like the overhead levels in Rygar or it's, you know, there's a game, there's an NES game called Robo Warrior. I don't know if you have any recollection of that game. Um, no. It's not great, it's fine. Uh, but it's it's got that kind of, that's the NES game that the overhead levels reminds me most of. It's very kind of Bomberman-y, um, where you're just like clearing away obstacles to get to the next part, and then occasionally an enemy will show up. Yeah, okay. it's, it's fine. I, I didn't dislike it. I didn't love it. Um, I, I kind of feel like both of these games this week are just like, eh, it's, you know. Yeah, it's just like especially playing uh, these games back to back, like Ninja mm -hmm. Gaiden one and two. We li we literally played the same game twice. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. We spent three hours of really challenging ninja platforming, uh, and then two hours with really challenging tank platforming. Yeah, exactly. Which makes Journey to like, Serious just look that much better. It yeah, it did. So Pat, let's see how far we win in these games. Yeah, let's see who made it <laughs> farther. All right, so how'd you do on Ninja Gaiden 2? So Ninja Gaiden 2, I made it to 4-3. I made it to 4-2. Oh, yes. <laughs> Did I enjoy it? Not at all. It was no. painful. <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. Nope. Very long hour. Lots of F-bombs yeah, in my notes. Stupid wa water fountain of doom. Oh, my God. So it's like a water level. Oh, no. It's not really a water level. There's waterfalls, and the, you, like, slide through it. So you're very slippery. Oh, oh, so it's a water and an ice level. Even better. Yes. Kind, yes. Yeah. It's not really a water level. It's just the waterfall makes it an ice level. Uh -huh. And uh, I don't know how random this. So that's it. Yeah. Um, I had enough trouble with the blizzard in 2 2. I can only imagine how much worse it would have been. Oh, uh, really not fun. <laughs> uh, so not yeah, fun. that ties it ties it back up. Um, we are both at sixty one wins. Uh, so yeah, let's break that tie with Blaster Master. How far did you make it? Which which boss did you get stuck at on Blaster Master? So I got stuck at this crab level. It's like a crab looking thing. Oh yeah, area four's boss. There's, yeah, there's a problem. There's the air so it's area five then. Wow, I went to area five. I got stuck in area three because I got stuck on the area two boss. The one with the the pinchers. Oh yeah, the the that thing was hard too. So yeah, you have you've taken the lead back, sixty-two to sixty-one. Plus uh -huh. a whole bunch of ties. Yeah. Hey man, but you, come back here. I wouldn't be surprised if you just come back out of nowhere. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, Ooh. so I guess we've uh, kind of dragged our feet on this one a little bit. Uh, I think it's time to pick a winner. Oh, this one's hard, man. Yeah, honestly, you can hear the enthusiasm. They're very, I feel like they're very equal. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one oh, of those winner will face Final Fantasy in round three. I forgot to mention. <laughs> so either uh, one's getting knocked out in, in round three. But. Is it though? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's debatable. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, uh, I'm going to go with Ninja Gaiden 2 on this one. All right. Well, the audience agrees with you. It got about two-thirds of our online vote. So it doesn't matter what I pick because Ninja Gaiden is winning. Um. Wow, so you would you would pick? I I don't know. See, that's where it's like, do I just throw like the pity vote? Do it. I really, really got so mad at Ninja Gaiden 2. You did. No sex, but I'm like, oh my god, man, who hurt you? Oh well, Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden right. the, the, the armadillo guys and the birds. Um, that's who hurt me <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah, we'll make it anon uh, anonymous. Unanimous. Uh, I'll, I'll also go with uh, Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, it's just Master Blaster. While it's impressive and a lot of people do like it, it wasn't it, man. It wasn't it. Nothing, I don't know, nothing that was game-changing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Ninja Gaiden 2's story cutscenes and kind of look was just superior and that's not saying a lot to be honest with you because ninja gaiden does not <laughs> look pretty <laughs> ninja gaiden is just bright red which is just red it's like oh yeah this game's hell got it <laughs> <laughs> demons check the demon's hard. hard maybe that's why they did it right it's like this game is hard you're not going to beat this game <laughs> Here's red to match your rage. <laughs> All right. Well, so before we get into plugs and Rhino's question of the week, it is the last episode of round two. Uh, so because I am me, I, I pulled some numbers. Uh, there were, including this episode, there were nine upsets in round two. Uh, Mega Man 4 beating Micro Machines, Rescue Rangers beating Punch-Out, uh, Journey to Silius beating Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden 2 beating Blaster Master, Mega Man 5 beating Kid Icarus, Little Samson beating Adventure Island, Metal Storm beating Castlevania, Ninja Turtles 2 beating Blades of Steel, and Star Tropics beating the first Mega Man. So that's our, those are the nine upsets uh, in round one. The biggest one, of course, being uh, number seven, punch out getting knocked out. That's the highest seed that's been eliminated. The lowest seed remaining is Mega Man 4, the number 95 seed, which is pretty wild in the final 32. The, the developer that got the most games in round two was Nintendo. Of the 64 games that we played in round two, 17 of them came from Nintendo or Rare. I'm counting Rare as part of Nintendo because. They were. Uh, Capcom had 10, Konami had eight, 
uh, and then a bunch of uh, developers had three, two, or one. Uh, yeah, overall, right. so now that we've played all 100 games, of the 100, 23 of them came from Nintendo, uh, and they still have 12 remaining. 16 came from Capcom. Uh, they still have seven left. Konami only has three of their 12 remaining. Uh, Taito has two of their five. Sunsoft has two of their five. And Tecmo barely hangs hanging on with Ninja Gaiden 2 being their last representative. Uh, Acclaim had four games. All four are wiped out. Jaleco went 3-0 and in round one and then 0-3 in round two. So all of their games, Mastunax, A Boy in His Blob, and Maniac Mansion have all been eliminated now. And wow. there's only one developer that only had one game in the tournament that's still in it, and that's American Technos, who made River City Ransom. Oh, and what a game, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> uh, so the biggest gap in seeds in round three is between number four, Mega Man 2, and number 93, Little Samson. Uh, and the closest is number 15, River City Ransom, against number 18, Super Mario Brothers 2. Um, mentioned that there were nine upsets in this round. Um, a lot of them, like, so far still the biggest numerical upset was Astronax beating Snake, Rattle, and Roll. But that is followed very closely now by Rescue Rangers beating Punch-Out, uh, Journey to Silius beating Ninja Gaiden, Mega Man 5 beating Kid Icarus. Those are all pretty huge upsets but yeah so that's we're, we've got our 32 uh we've got some some pretty major uh, cinderella stories still in it mega man 4 mega man 5 little samson uh journey to Silius are all ranked 80th or lower uh and they all made the top 32 Nice. Congratulations to those games. Congratulations to American Technos for getting their one game into the round of 32. And honestly, River City Ransom might just keep winning. It it's could win the really, whole thing. <laughs> really good game. It could uh, win the whole thing. That matchup against Super Mario Brothers 2 is very winnable. Yeah. We, we weren't that impressive, too. So we'll see what happens there. Nope. We shall see. We'll see how different it is with one hour compared to two because we'll be playing. Here on out, we will only be playing one hour with each of these games. Uh, so we'll see if uh, if any of the games that were great over the course of two hours are maybe not as good in a one-hour play, or if some of the games that were kind of tedious in two hours are improved by the shorter playthrough. We are back next week with the first matchup of round three, which... I just couldn't wait, so I went ahead and made it the first one. Number 14, Excite Bike against number 46, Metal Storm. Uh, oh, the, uh, yeah. Sort of unofficial mascot of consoles, <laughs> that M308 gunner from Metal Storm. So excited. For that. Like, I know a lot of people are saying, why do we even bother? This is one of our favorite games. Yep. It could lose. It could yeah. lose. Well, I mean, and we have played because kind of the idea is. The winning game and the runner-up, we will have spent seven hours with them. We will get a really good, like, we have spent so much time with them. Do they hold up over that kind of a long period of time? Metal Storm, great through two hours. 
does it get tedious when you hit three? That's 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 what this next round is going to be is kind of whittling down the games that have that kind of replayability that kind of like do you just hit a wall and it's not fun anymore or you know as, right. as i suspect will happen with like dragon warrior and final fantasy like the more time you put into it the better it gets um, i imagine my castlevania 3 will be the same um so I'm, I'm excited to see how that kind of plays out over the next 16 weeks uh because then at that point we'll spend three hours without all the games and we'll really like that once we get to that sweet 16 that's just going to be a murderer's row of games so, yeah it's, it's we're at the end game guys so all these games could potentially i feel win this sort yeah. of it's still a couple more but yeah yeah i mean but we are top 16 yeah yeah once you get to the top 16 the the pretenders have been separated from the contenders really there yeah. are yeah, I mean, I can't. I'm looking at at, at the round two, uh, round three bracket, and there's every one of the games has at least, or every one of the episodes has at least one game in it that could conceivably make it to the the final four or the final, at least the final eight. So that's going to get exciting. We will have tough decisions to make, but for the right reasons, as opposed to this one where it was like, eh, they're both fine. It's going to be more like. Yeah. Geez, how do you choose between, you know, DuckTales and Bubble Bobble or uh, Mega Man 3 and Journey to Silius, Bionic Commando and Ninja Turtles 2, Metroid and Kirby is a round three matchup. That's... Oof, that, that, yeah. Oof. yeah. Gonna get interesting uh, in the coming weeks. Not that it's not already interesting. Uh, but speaking of arcade games, our question of the week from Ryan O. Uh, he just wants us to tell him about our favorite arcade from when we were kids. Uh, now we've talked a few okay. times about there being a, you know, a bit of an age gap. I feel like I was yep. the right age for like the prime era of arcades, like the season two of Stranger Things era of arcades. Uh, yeah, that was just like where all of the awesome arcade gaming was happening. You're, you know, like you, you, you were at your Ghosts and Goblins and your Jousts and and then later your Super your uh, Street Fighters and your Mortal Kombat. So yeah, if you want to go first, yeah. So for me, like there were a. I don't know how long this kept up, but I remember vividly as a child there being arcade cabinets in regular businesses. Like the, um, yeah. I think like it was an a and Yeah, like in the grocery store, they had punch out. So like mom would go grocery shopping and just give me a stack of quarters and I would stand it and I would play punch out. Or I don't, they had two cabinets and I don't remember what the second one was. I remember punch out. Um, Cause it was like the, the arcade punch out where it's like the green wire frame of little Mac rather than the yeah, like the over the shoulder oh, like yeah, the yeah, yeah. version is. So that had the you know the better arcade graphics. But we had one, we didn't have a mall in my hometown until I was in high school. And at that point, there I think there was an arcade, but at that point, you know, we were the kind of not that it was over, but the arcade bad was was winding down. But I do remember there was one in Saginaw, which is like the next town over, where at the the mall that we would go to. Um, 
imagine driving 45 minutes to go to the mall because you can't do one in your hometown. Um, but <laughs> uh, at Passion Square Mall, they had an arcade that I think was called Aladdin's Castle, which okay. was like just what you want an 80s arcade to be. It was like kind of dark and dank and smelled vaguely of cigarettes, but it was just like bloops and bleeps and neon and the like the facade in the mall like looked like a big stone castle with like a, the portcullis raised up to let you in instead of just like the regular mall gates. Um, nice. Yeah, it was that was that was my go-to arcade um, until I mean, you know, you would always go to the arcade in your hotel if you were staying somewhere or right. like the you know, for all the, the crap that we have talked about Disney over the course of the last 68 weeks, the Disney resorts almost always have cool arcades. Yeah, um, they do. And I, I feel like they're getting away with that, too, which is kind of sad. Yeah. But. Yeah, we used to ah. stay at Port Orleans Riverside, and their arcade was cool. They had a great arcade. Um that was the first place I ever saw the Guitar Hero arcade. And Disney Quest, man. Everyone, don't sleep Disney on Quest. Disney Quest. Yeah. Uh, so going back, so my arcades, unfortunately, I was born in 88, so a lot of them were dying. Um, they weren't as big mm -hmm. because of the, because Super Nintendo and Genesis. Right. Uh, but I did have a cool, I hold, I mean, I had the first of, it's not really our arcade, but where we would play arcade games and they had two of them that were very, uh, I guess, important in my life uh, was uh, not like a Blockbuster. I forgot what our rental store, but this is before Blockbuster was everywhere. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, before Blockbuster, like there was like a lot of homemade I think it was called mm -hmm. homemade videos or something. Anyway, they had three arcade cabinets. One of them was the newest Mortal Kombat. They would always get the newest Mortal Kombat. Nice. So they had uh, Mortal Kombat 2. And then when Mortal Kombat 3 came out, they upgraded it. And then they had Ultimate Mortal Kombat. Nice. They had that. They did have a Street Fighter. And then they had a, a Galaga slash Pac-Man slash mm -hmm. kind of thing. So that was like my first taste. And then there was a, la a laundromat that I had two of them, in, which was yeah. the Punisher game. Yeah. Oh, I remember that one the, where it was like a side scroller, like a yeah. Double Dragon yeah. style, but you're like Punisher and Nick Fury. Was it the other playable character? I think so. Or maybe it was Cap. Oh, I don't know. Cap. But yeah. But yeah, it, it was definitely Punisher. And then they had a, uh, this one's kind of famous. Uh, they had a Terminator game that you shoot the gun. <laughs> yeah, it was like the really big one. Yeah, it was like yeah. huge. Yeah, it wasn't like a like House of the Dead or one of those like the light guns. It was like a bazooka you were shooting. <laughs> yeah, it was just like one of those big ass guns. Yeah, and and that was my first taste of arcades. And then of course we had like so I'm. Uh, listeners, I'm from West Palm Beach. So we had uh, Boomers and we had a place called Fun Depot, which I think they're both still around and they're kind of like your uh, 
Dave and Buster's. Well, at least <laughs> Boomer's is. Uh, Fun Depot is kind of like, I guess that's like your arcade with a family-owned arcade that they have bumper cars and they have laser tag. They're now known yeah. for laser tag, but anyway, yeah. that and that had all the arcades. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I like like I live in Orlando now like I wonder if those those places where it's like fun spot where fun spot really is an arcade that has roller coasters right. now yeah. but... <laughs> and it's huge that is huge yeah uh, but yeah unfortunately I never experienced like an arcade like in a mall or mm-hmm. truly at its prime where I had to waste I mean I do had to waste real money but it wasn't like I was putting a quarter <laughs> in there it was always tokens you know, right. it wasn't. Yeah, like they they did take my money, but in a different way. Yeah. Oh, I mean, when you were talking about the uh, the combination Galaga Pac Man, that reminded me of the Pizza Hut in Midland. Um, back when Pizza Hut would be like an actual dine in place, you know, when you would go and redeem your your book it certificates yep. for having read your books and hey. you get your stars on your button and you, you get, get your free yeah. personal pan pizza. They had yeah. one of the like the tabletop uh, Ms. Pac-Man machines, where it was like nice. the like the fiberglass top and the screen was like horizontal. Oh yeah, so yeah. So you had to like yeah. you were like leaning over with the joystick to play it. Good times. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Arcades. Uh, I really wish they would stick. Like I know a lot of them, unfortunately, kind of like comic book stores and stuff. They're kind of dying. I mean, yeah. I. To be honest, they're more dead than alive at this point. Yeah. Uh, like, like, there's a really good one in Chicago. I think it's called the Galloping Ghost, or the, which is amazing. It's nice. so cool. Like, you, if you're in Chicago, you have to. I think it's called the Galloping Ghost. Oh, yeah. good. I <laughs> wish I could fact check that. But <laughs> that's what Google is made for, right? Yeah. Galloping Ghost is what you think it is? Galloping Ghost yeah. is something like that. In Brookfield, Illinois. That's it. I'm at their website right now. And oh man, this is so retro. Oh, it is pinball. Oh man, I love a free play arcade. I I wonder how well the industry would have kept up if they had adopted that model earlier. Yeah. I I mean, that's the thing, like. I know we're going in a tangent here because, I mean, gaming history and all this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just they made, in the beginning, these games made so much money. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about how many people are trying to play video games and they just need a quarter or Mm -hmm. two. Yeah. And then multiple times, it's just free money. And with how hard those games were, you just kept pumping quarters into them. And then yeah. you would get, you know, you would run out of money or you would get frustrated or you would beat the game and then you would leave and another kid would walk up with their stack of quarters. And, and you know. Yeah, or or like, so I'm a big, I'm re- I don't mean, Pat, you know this, really big in the fighting game community. Mm-hmm. Not not myself, like, but, you know, I've gone to tournaments and this stuff. Right. And that's been a huge part of these arcades. Like, you put a quarter down, you wait, you play next. And mm-hmm. that's guaranteed money because people would just come up. You know, it wasn't about hard. It was just like beating the other one. Yeah. 
yeah, well, that yeah, was also, fighting games alone. That's, or... Yeah, that's why a lot of people still try to get like these. Well, businesses still try to keep the fighting game games still working right mm-hmm. because retro gamers, especially the FGC, love the classic games. <laughs> like yeah. well, playing uh, cool. Marvel vs. Capcom Two in arcades. Yeah. Yeah, One of the like, things that I think is kind of saving, maybe bringing it back a little bit, is the kind of the rise of the barcade over the last decade yeah. or so. Of um, you know the the you know you pay you know whatever two drink minimum and you know fifteen bucks and you can play for you know however long you're in the bar. Um, That's true. Which you know yeah. that generation of players, you know, kids my age <laughs> that grew up going to the arcades. Like that's yeah. that's super appealing to me now, and yeah, it's, cool. like, know, it's and, uh, like it caters to my generation. Like here, booze yeah, and games. Cool. And I remember, so in Orlando we have uh, uh, what's it called in Orlando? Do you remember what it's called? Uh, I good. I forget. Player two. Player yeah. No or player, player one. one. Player one. Yeah, that's it. And uh, which opened after? I remember I when it opened. I was like, oh hi. How are you supposed to drink and play? Like that could get messy, but no, they they have cup holders <laughs> next to each arcade. Yeah, it's just really smart. Yeah, it's like and, the um, like slot machines in Vegas. Like the, like you're, yeah, exactly. You're, yeah. you're encouraged to drink and keep playing, so we're gonna make it as accessible for you as we can. And no food, so you, you know these buttons can get messy and now like a lot of places are doing like lounges so you could rent not rent but you could like check out uh like a couch mm-hmm. and then there you go you you rented smash and all you guys are playing smash while getting drunk <laughs> right like yes yeah. you could do this at your house but it's not about being feeling. in an arcade with the, the sounds yeah. and the neon exactly yeah. and the music loud and yeah that's something that i hope never goes away but it, i'm sure it probably will at some point but arcades are, are making yeah. they're fighting a good fight yeah and it was scary because the pandemic did hurt a lot but yeah yeah i i think i think a lot of places are starting to recover and hopefully that's one of them i'm not gonna lie yeah. i have considered <laughs> building my own uh I can't remember what I've talked about this on the podcast, but because I have the like the emulator, like it would be really oh, yeah. cool to have an actual cabinet in my cabinet, house yeah. with the Same. emulator in it, so I can just play whatever on a you know big CRT tube TV. Yeah, yeah I, I, told my, I told my girlfriend that when I get my game room, I'm definitely probably going to add a an arcade in there you gotta have at least one <laughs> definitely at least one one that and there's a we know a lot of people that do uh where it's like oh here's every arcade game ever mm-hmm. that doesn't need a gun yep in this machine and like a friend of mine has every single fighting game that was an arcade in one machine oh wow it's like wow a 2d not so there's no tech in it but Right, no uh, Tekken, no Virtual yeah, Fighter, but, no. Right, here's the thing. If you think we got crazy games, those also, the Japanese ones are also in there. Oh. So. 
Oh, that's cool. Is. Yeah, so it was really cool. But yeah, right now. Thanks for that question. That was yeah, think that's nice, nice little trip down memory lane. One of our most discussed one, probably. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that fits in like what we were talking about. I can't remember if it was a couple weeks ago. Episode we were talking about like what to do after the season ends, and you had brought up yeah. talking about games. And, like that was that was fun. We should yeah we should do that more often. Yeah, and that's and that's why we started this. It's yeah. just to recognize the games that came before. That's right. You know, it's like we can't, and how, the way people played it, like we can't, like, yes, we are probably not playing exactly on a Nintendo system because a lot right. of these games are $200 to play. Mm-hmm. Or more. <laughs> but, yeah, um, but we try. I mean, Pat, you play with, I mean, I'm playing with a Nintendo Classic. So yep. I, it's pretty much as close as it could. As close and, to the original uh, hardware as we can. Yeah, maybe after our kind of, we do a uh, arcade episode. We just go to arcade. We go to our Dave and Buster and just that'd be fun. That that'd would be, be really fun. fun. We do. There's that'd a like Dave a, and Buster's at the Opry Mills Mall in Nashville. So yeah, uh, and we have and welcome I mean, to come up and of course, hopefully by then you'll live here and it won't. Be, <laughs> uh, here we go. Every up track. Uh, we you know, we would yeah. definitely we need to do like a special episode when. Because unfortunately, when we went up, when I went up there last time, we couldn't do it because yeah. it was a quick. But right, we'll yeah, it was an we'll afternoon in the middle of a pandemic. So it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a socially distanced dinner, and it was um, New Year's too. So yeah, what, yeah wasn't that, that was, day New Year's Eve? It was. I think it was. It was either New Year's Eve or day because that was when you guys were were on your trip up yeah. here for the holidays. Um, yeah, but February. Third is the last episode of of the tournament, and then so the bonus episodes would start mid February. So yeah, sounds like a springtime yep. trip. Either you guys coming up here or us going down there. We got plenty to talk about. Plenty <laughs> to talk about. There still thirty two weeks to go. Thirty two games to go. Uh, one of them is Ninja Gaiden two. <laughs> ready for that showdown with uh what did i say final fantasy is uh is waiting uh so yeah next week like Night bike and metal storm uh and then the week after that is bionic commando against ninja turtles 2 the arcade game uh so we're kind of you know getting off to a a strong start and honestly there's no there aren't any episodes i'm looking at the bracket now where i'm like Eh. there's every one of them has at least one game that I'm stoked to play again. Some of them are a little one-sided looking at you Castlevania three against baseball stars. Um, but yeah, good stuff to come. Very, very excited to continue on this journey with you, my friend. And uh, yeah, let's uh, get up, keep up the good work. Ryan O sending us the good, uh, I feel like we haven't been great about mentioning that he wrote the Who Made It Farther theme, uh, and he's always great with sending us questions, so maybe yeah, we'll right do that for yeah, our uh, one of the bonus we, episodes. We'll, we we'll definitely, yeah, Rhino. exactly. We'll go like, to the arcade with Rhino. There you go. 
and then we'll all talk about it and how pissed off we are at uh ninja gaiden (laughs) (laughs) done and done uh so you can see almost the entire round three bracket uh, at challenge.com slash kings of consoles we do update it every week with the previous week's results uh so next week you will see ninja gaiden 2 having advanced but you will see the the rest of the round three matchups including the dates those episodes are scheduled to come out um by the time this episode comes out i will have updated the challenge page with the correct dates for those now that we know what the matchups are i was able to actually schedule them in a semi-logical fashion uh, as best we could um so that's a challenge um I was trying to make some sort of arcade, like, you know, pay and play all day kind of thing, but I just, I couldn't make it work in my head. We have a coffee account, ko-fi.com slash kings of consoles. Uh, if you feel like throwing a little money our way, uh, you can watch a stream, twitch.tv slash kings of consoles. Uh, email us, kings of consoles pod at gmail.com. Uh, we are on facebook.com slash kings of consoles, and we are at kings of consoles on Twitter. I'm at loopy date. And I'm at Ricky GN7. And we will be at your ears. That's a bad transition. We'll be back next week with Excite <laughs> Bike and Metal Storm. Uh, the, I, I've been working a little bit on the, you know, the how we always talk about, you know, a little more in depth about the games. I tried pulling some some weirder facts about the games. Uh, so next week will be my first try at that. See if we like it. Uh, until then, uh, definitely try and track down a copy of Metal Storm if you haven't played it yet. But just in general, play old games. Play old games, everyone. Kings of Consoles is recorded in Nashville and Orlando and is produced and edited by me, Hedley. Thanks to Captain Portal for our theme song, intro for a non-existent video game, which can be found at freemusicarchive.org. And the music and sound effects from this week's games can be found by the quick Google search. The opinions expressed in this and every episode are our own, and we are in no way sponsored by or affiliated with Nintendo. We're just big fans.